You're listening to Penguin Tracks on 89.5 KOPN Columbia. On the phone with me is author Maureen Gu. Tell our listeners about yourself and what was the first book that you wrote? So I'm Maureen Gu. I am a Hawaii author. Um, I am from L.A. and that is where I currently live. I uh, My first novel, my first uh, YA novel, my debut book, was Since You Asked, and it was published in um, 2013, Mm -hmm. I believe. Yeah, (laughs) I'm always forgetting now. Um, I mixed (sighs) up with my wedding day because it was about a year apart. Mm -hmm. And yeah, Since You Asked was kind of an episodic book about a high school sophomore named Holly Kim, Mm -hmm. who uh, has her own newspaper column. She lands her own newspaper column kind of on accident. And it kind of follows her through her school year, through her columns, but mostly stories about her friendships and school and her family. Tell us about your book, Somewhere Only We Know. So Somewhere Only We Know, um, which comes out May 7th, is, I like to call it a modern-day retelling of Roman Holiday, Mm -hmm. uh, one of my favorite movies. And it is about, and in place of a, you know, princess, uh, it's about a K-pop star. And I think, you know, K-pop stars are kind of modern-day royalty. Mm-hmm. So it's fitting. And um, her name is Lucky. And on the last day of her Asian tour in Hong Kong, she has a little bit of a rebellious moment at night and runs into this cute boy named Jack, who, unbeknownst to her, is a tabloid photographer. Mm-hmm. And he knows who she is, but she doesn't know who, that he knows who she is. And so there's kind of this charade throughout the book, and it's about their one day together and how that day, you know, not only is romantic, but also kind of helps them realize their destinies are. Tell us about your other books, Our Stories, Our Voices, and The Way You Make Me Feel. So Our Stories, Our Voices is actually a um, an anthology that I was a part of, came out last year, and it was um, edited by Amy Reed, and mm-hmm. um, it's a collection of essays from various YA authors um, and women YA authors uh, that was kind of in response to the election and what it is to be a woman growing up in the U.S. and, you know, stories about... Um, how we overcame, you know, moments in our lives or uh, that are both personal or professional that were struggles, you know, um, that were, you know, a lot of stories of oppression or racism and sexism and, um, you know, LGBTQ stories. Like, it's a, very, a wide range of really great essays. Um, and I wrote a short story called Tiny Battles, which is about my kind of relationship with rage um, mm-hmm. and how I have evolved uh, as an, kind of as an adult, as an activist, as, you know, a person just like living in this world with my anger and as a woman growing up with anger and how I, mm-hmm. how I utilize that and how it's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, and then um, I've actually had two other books other than Since You Asked and Somewhere only we know. Um, the first one after Since You Asked was I Believe in a mm-hmm. Thing Called Love. Mm-hmm. And that book is also a rom-com. And um, it's about a girl named Betty who decides to take control of her love life mm-hmm. um, by 
but how do I say this? By um, utilizing the tropes found in K-dramas that she watches with her dad mm-hmm. um, and to kind of use K-dramas as a blueprint for uh, getting a boyfriend. And it's, um, you know, very silly, but also ultimately very sweet and um, you know, about her relationship with her dad and herself and her idea of control and um, dealing with her mother who passed away. Um, and then The Way You Make Me Feel, which came out last year, is about a girl named Clara who lives in L.A. And it was my first time writing about L.A., um, you know, which is where I'm from. And I, I really love this city that I live in. And then I was racing so much that it was a bit of a, a challenge for me to set my book in the city because I am so... Um, I have strong feelings about it, that I really wanted it to be a big character in the book. And so the way you make me feel is about Clara, who's kind of this irreverent mm-hmm. prankster who doesn't really take things too seriously. Mm-hmm. And uh, she is always pulling these pranks, and she pulls one prank too far at uh, prom, and um, she does it against her, this, like, nemesis that she has, Rose Carver. And they, as punishment for that prank, mm-hmm. she has to run her dad's food truck um, over the summer, with her enemy Rose, and then you know the book is about this pivotal summer in her life that mm-hmm. kind of helps her grow and um, you know mm-hmm. forge a bit of a friendship with Rose, find real love, and kind of understand um, her dad, who is a single dad raising her. Where do you come up with the ideas for your books? They, you know, ideas they come from a lot of places. Um, you know, I've written books that kind of touch on K-pop and K-drama, and obviously those have to do with kind of cultural things that are specific to me. Growing up as a Korean-American, I am familiar with mm-hmm. with those big pop culture aspects of, you know, currently that are getting more popular in the U.S. And part of it is I've, I'm inspired by, by that because I grew up on K-dramas and that sort of thing, and I'm exposed to K-pop, and I, mm-hmm. I like it. But, like, Another part is I did not have those books growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, I would never have thought as a kid who loved to read, and I read every book mm-hmm. I could when I was a kid, um, that there would be a time when an author would write about K-pop or K-dramas, mm-hmm. but things that were so deeply personal to me, mm-hmm. my life as a Korean kid with my family, um, let alone that I would be the one writing them. So there, you know, there are a lot of things driving it. But as far as, like, inspirations for specific stories, I don't know, I'm always... I'm always looking for what what feelings and what emotions and what growth that I experienced as a teen myself, but also, you know, it's not always personal to me. It's, for me, I think about what what teenagers are going through, like what a pivotal time it is and what an interesting time of growth and time of transition. And, um, you know, there's just so many feelings involved when you're a teenager and so mm-hmm. it's really like rich territory for telling stories and I'm always fairly mm-hmm. you know character focused um even though my plots kind of have this hook you know like, mm-hmm. okay drama one day mm-hmm. one day love story in Hong Kong mm-hmm. but um I'm always drawn to the characters and what they're going through and so I find a lot of inspiration and in just kind of digging through that headspace of a, of a teenager, especially teenage girls. What is your writing process? Do you outline or just start to write? 
Um, you know, I used to be someone who never outlined, and I was very kind of, um, I don't know if smug is the word, but more like I had these notions of what writing was. And it was like, oh, I don't have to outline. Like, my I'm, my best writing comes when I'm just like natural, and I, mm-hmm. it comes to me. I'm waiting for the muse. And obviously with my, my first book, I had that luxury. I, I wasn't on a deadline. I also didn't really, I wasn't paying attention to, you know, I, I, I did not have aspirations to publish a book. So that made me kind of very free in what I was writing. I was purely writing for fun and for myself. And so there was this freedom in it. And so, yes, like I could wait for the muse to strike or whatever. Um, it wasn't, I was only beholden to myself. But then, you know, after that, and I, I was kind of the same way with I Believe in a Thing Called Love. There were more expectations for me to sell a second book, but even that book was, you know, no one was waiting for it. It was kind of my own thing. Mm-hmm. But um, soon after, you know, I had to write on a deadline. I was writing with contracts in place, and um, I realized, oh, I do need to outline, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially because my plot starts, you know, since you asked, is actually a very organic book, and it was episodic, so I kind of had these mini stories throughout the book, but... The rest of my books obviously have like one plot that follows through each book. And I realized, oh, shoot, I have to like really plan this stuff out yeah. and I have to be able to draft much, like much more quickly than I've ever had before. And so now I'm a firm believer in figuring out at least the basic, you know, outline and structure and what's going to happen in your books. And I don't write like a really thorough outline or like a strict outline. I, I still kind of outline how the way that it works for me, which is I kind of just write out in a very casual, easy voice, almost like I'm just writing very, like very, um, you know, loose notes to myself. And I kind of write like every scene that's going to happen. But I don't, I often don't do the whole thing at the same time. I often do it in bits and, like, bits and pieces because I have a very, I always know where the book is going to end mm-hmm. and maybe what's going to happen in the middle. And then I fill in the rest kind of as I go so that I have a, a bit of a path while I'm writing, but I don't have to sit there and write out the whole whole outline in the very beginning. I love the covers of your books. How do you pick those out? Oh, thank you. I know I love my covers too. Um, you know, like I think with most authors that work in traditional publishing, we actually don't ultimately have the biggest say in our covers um but I feel really lucky in that um I used to be a graphic designer and so I'm very opinionated obviously um on my covers I think most authors are opinionated about their covers um to be honest but I um set out very early with um usually I have like a mood board or um you know Pinterest pages or just a very kind of I have very specific feels and moods and themes in mind, and I do a lot of research on which book covers I like and don't like, and I'm kind of always paying attention to to design and, like, what's happening in the design world. So I give a lot of um, feedback to my cover designer, um, and she's the art director, Elizabeth Clark, at uh, First Strauss and Jarrell. Oh, she's with Macmillan. Um, and I give a lot of information, and then ultimately she comes up with the cover. You know, like, she can take what she wants from whatever I give her. You know, it's kind of like they're being nice by letting me give them all this information. <laughs> and then she comes up with a cover. And 
I've been really lucky in that I really loved the covers. Um, you know, we do collaborate a lot on picking the models because I'm fairly, um, I'm pretty picky about the representation that we put up on our covers um, mm-hmm. because I want to make sure that we get, you know, the Korean American girl that I in mind um, on the cover. I wanted to also, it's been really great because my publisher has been very supportive of having a real model, you know, and showing her whole face because it's, which sounds ridiculous, but up until a few years ago, that was the thing where um, if you had a character that was a person of color, a main character that's a person of color, they usually hid the face. Hmm. Um, and you'll, it's very obvious if you go back and look at co- um, book covers um, and YA anyway. So, um, yeah, I feel very appreciative and uh, I'm, I'm glad because I really love my covers. Who were your favorite authors growing up? Oh, I had so many. Um, you know, uh, I would say like the most pivotal time of my like reading life was um, elementary school, middle school. You know, mm-hmm. that's I think when I did the most, when I became a huge reader and when my love of reading really was sparked. So I, um, during that time, I would talk about how my gateway um, book to loving books was the Babysitter's Club series. So mm-hmm. Anna and Martin, that was my first fandom. That was my first, um, you know, first I loved. And so I was obsessed with Anna and Martin. Um, I was part of the Babysitter's Club fan club, uh, you know, the whole thing. And, I also really loved Ella Montgomery. I loved the Anne of Green Gables books. I loved Little House on the Prairie. Um, I loved the R.L. Stein books, too. Mm-hmm. I would say that was kind of like my first foray into like what would be considered like YA now. They're shelved as like teen books. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, I loved R.L. Stein. And then, you know, as I think I just read so much. I'm looking at my bookshelf because I actually kept a lot of advice would you give someone who wanted to become an author? I would say that if you want to become an author, there's so much advice people will give you about writing or craft or the industry. Um, and, you know, I think you should take what you will from that advice. And ultimately, everybody's journey is so different that um, you should just find what works for you. But the one solid piece of advice that you cannot go wrong with, and I believe it's necessary to become a good writer, or to just enjoy writing, is to read a lot. You know, it's very simple. Um, and I don't just think you should read what you want, or, like the kind of books you want to write. I think you should read widely, and you should read all sorts of books. And really, it's the, it's um, everything in your writing education. You know, I didn't necess- I didn't actually ever study creative writing. I never, I went to grad school to study publishing, but I didn't actually take any um, creative writing classes to write fiction. And so that was all kind of my education was, was how much I read. What are you currently working on and where can people get your books? I am, well, to be honest, I am working on promoting the heck out of Summer Only We Know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am also working on a, another YA, a contemporary YA book. Um, I can't really talk about 
too much at the moment, hopefully soon. But, you know, my other books have focused a lot on kind of romance and friendships and stuff, but also a lot of, like, father-daughter stories. Mm -hmm. Um, And I can say, or I want to say with my next book, it'll focus on a mother-daughter story. So that's kind of, um, I'm really excited as I'm digging into that because it's a lot more complicated, I think, for me to write a mother-daughter story. Um, And my books can be found at any major bookstore um, and online on Amazon or uh, you know, Barnes Noble, but also at indie bookstores, indiebound.com. Okay. Are you on any social networking sites? And what about an official website? Yeah, you can um, find everything about me and my books on my website, uh, maureengoo.com. And then I am very active on Twitter um, and on Instagram. And my handle is at maureengoo. Is there anything else you would like to add or say to your readers? I hope that you all pick up a copy of Summer Only We Know. I am very excited about it. I will be doing a lot of events, so please check out where I will be on my website. I will be going on tour in June, so I may be in your neck of the woods. Well, thank you so much for the interview. It was an honor, and you have a great rest of the day. Oh, thank you so much. I enjoyed it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.